from the Bibbs Music Room. I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode. This week, our guest is Iggy. Hello, Iggy. Hey, what's up? This week is going to be pretty interesting um, because I honestly don't know much if anything about our guest um previous weeks i've had a bit of a background and i've met the guest previously but this week will be new all in new information for me um but yeah yeah so um iggy just for like everybody who doesn't know you give like a general like a synopsis of who yeah, you of like are. Yeah, like who you are, yeah. All right, now I got you. Um, so my name is Ignacio, and a lot of people just call me Iggy because it's easier. Um, and uh, I was born in Argentina, and um, my family moved to the U.S. when I was about, like, three, so I'm practically American. But, uh, yeah, um, at around, like, 16 years, I just started playing, uh, picked up the guitar, and... Uh, about two years later, I started playing the bass, which is now, like, my main instrument. Um, and I'm 23 years old. Um, so, you know, uh, between that time, 18 and 23, I've just kind of been playing for bands and stuff. And uh, that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, so when did you actually start playing bass? So I started when I was about, I'd say, 18. Um, it's kind of hard because it's about like five years ago, so I'm really trying to think. But um, yeah, I, I picked up the the bass because I've always wanted to. Um, it was actually supposed to be my first instrument, but I stuck with the guitar because I'm like, well, it's more fun to just like play and like sing and stuff in your room the guitar than just like bass and stuff. Because you know I wasn't really good enough at first to like join a band, um, you know. So uh, I was just like, once I felt like I was pretty good enough on guitar, I wanted to just go out, buy bass, and see if I could join the band. So that was kind of my, my my original plan from the beginning. Okay. So then are you self-taught on both instruments? Uh, I would say more so on bass, because I've never I've never really had like official lesson, lessons on bass, but on guitar, I've had lessons. And um, in college, I took like a music theory class, so... Um, you know, in a sense, I, I I know my way around music, but around the bass, I never really had any, like, private lessons. So. When it comes to kind of learning it yourself, did you just YouTube video everything? Um, I mean, a lot of the things are pretty, like, translatable from guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some, like, some things for, for bass that I did have to YouTube. Like, uh, I learned how to, like, slap and... Um, you know, that's not something that you do on the guitar. So, um, you know, just doing, like, slap bass is uh, is pretty hard. Um, so I had to find some videos, like, what's the proper technique and, like, how you can, like, kind of just, um, like, like, and, like, the way you slap is, like, you kind of have to hit it with, like, the bone of your, your thumb. And then uh, you have to, like, pop with, like, your middle or, or uh, pointer finger. So it's, like, a lot of technique to it. And you have to be very quick. So uh, definitely help that. Sweet. Um, so what kind of music did you start out learning? And w- does that go into, maybe you can go into some of your musical inspiration. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, when I was like 16, I was like an edgy 16-year-old. Um, so a lot of music I was listening to was like, uh, I was listening to like Nirvana, 
um, uh, Alice in Chains. Uh, so like a lot of a lot of grunge music, a lot of punk music. Like uh, I was listening to fake punk, like Green Day. <laughs> um, you know, bands like that. Uh, so that's kind of what inspired me because like. You know, I always like read online, like when you know, right before I bought the guitar, I was like, "What are some easy songs to play?" Everyone was always like, "Bro, just play Nirvana or Green Day's like three chords, and you're just beating the hell out of your instrument." Like you, no matter how bad you play it, it'll probably sound good. So I was like, "Damn, I love these bands, and I love things that are easy." So I kind of was just like, "Yeah, I'm sold. I'm buying a guitar." But uh, yeah, no, definitely right now uh, I've transitioned a lot from that kind of music because by the time I was like 17, 18, I'd learned like every Green Day and like Nirvana song that I could on the guitar. So I was like, all right, I got to listen to new music because it's just like not fun anymore to play those songs because I play them like all the damn time. But um, yeah, I would say like, you know, once I was like 18 and I started picking up the bass, uh, I was listening to like a lot of Rage, a lot like more heavier music. Uh, like I know Rage Against the Machine was like the first band that I played on my bass when I got it. I played Bomb Track, so one of my favorite songs. But um, you know, uh, right now I'm listening more to like metal and like alternative rock and like emo rock and I mean I've always just listened to a lot of like different music. So like right now one of my favorite bands is like Megadeth. So I've just been listening to the crap load of Megadeth. Yeah. So um. Was the reason you actually started playing instruments because you liked those bands and you wanted to try to play them, or was something else like pushing you to learn an instrument? Um, I don't know. I just remember the, like one summer I was just like, "Damn, I just want to like," because like uh, I I don't know. I didn't really, I never really did much for school. I would always just be the guy that's just like, "All right, I'm gonna go to school and then go home and play video games." So then I was just okay. like, "All right, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and change it up a little bit." Um, I don't know, music always seems so interesting. I, I used to play violin when I was in, like, elementary and middle school, and I liked it, but I was really bad at it, and because I feel like I wasn't passionate about the instrument, but the guitar was something that I was, I was pretty passionate about, so something that I really wanted to, like, give a try and, like, give it my all, and, like, at first when I bought my guitar, I, like, literally didn't play it for, like, a month. <laughs> I was, like, I, I, I picked it up, I played it, and I was, like, this sucks, and then I just, like, put it away, and then my dad was just, like, dude how come you don't play the guitar and i was like it's hard man he's like just you know practice give it a shot so for like i would say like about half a year to a year after i bought the guitar is actually i would say i was self-taught because i was just look up videos and stuff and you know I-, I sucked so yeah definitely get lessons if you ever get into like an instrument just to like get your feet wet mm-hmm. but uh yeah you know would you say that um you said that your music change or your music tastes kind of changed over the years when it comes to what you like the most playing bass, does that change with what music you're listening to? Or do you have like a set style you prefer on bass? And then, you know, as your music changes, you kind of learn more. Yeah, so um, I would say, well, musically, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm pretty, I would say I'm, I'm pretty open-ended. Maybe not as much as Tyler. You know, Tyler was just like, yeah, if it has drums in it, it's good. <laughs> but um I, I do listen to a lot of music like my spot I like I, I have Spotify playlists of just like so much like crap it, it's unreal like I have uh, like pop music I have like uh, like electronic music I have like you know, rock music I listen to metal you know I listen to pop, uh, punk um, like funk and then like I, I listen to like literally every genre like rap whatever you know um, so and you know it's all based on my mood and you know, I listen to Spanish music when, when I get the chance. So, 
Um, and, and it's very different from my bass playing because, like, there's some genres that I just will not play on bass. I just don't think it's, like, some. I just don't think it reflects me. Um, for example, like, when I play guitar, I refuse to play metal. But when I play bass, I love playing metal. I, I, I think bass is really fun to play on metal. It's just, like, it, it's, it's pretty hard to make sound or, like, fast playing sound good, you know, because it's, like, so muddy on the bass. So you have mm-hmm. to, like, really articulate and, like, you know, really get those like complicated ass riffs down and make them sound as good as possible, especially with the bass. Because if you sound bad on bass, like it's so freaking noticeable. Like it's so bad. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. So um. I would say like my what I like versus what I play is different, but for the most part, you know, it, it's just more like narrowed into like how I express myself as a musician and mm-hmm. that kind of sense. If that makes any sense, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. So um. From being from Argentina, yeah, like even though you moved here when you were pretty young, right? Mm-hmm. So, like the the knowledge of knowing that you're from there has that influenced any of like your interests when it came to music or anything else? Like, did you ever like want to go back and dig into like the kind of culture and like music or like anything about Argentina? Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, I mean, one of my biggest influences for even picking up bass, besides like. You know, just like oh, is my original plan, and then I like the bass. Was a uh, my uncle from Argentina is a bass player, and he like plays with his local band and stuff. So um, that's a pretty big influence. But also just the music from Argentina. Um, we have like a very like rock heavy scene, um, and it's it's pretty nice. And especially like our our like non rock heavy music, like our folk music and like our our tango. Like, all that music's really good, so um, it's def- it definitely is, like, an, an inspiration for me, um, and it's just really good, like, knowing that I'm from, you know, one of, like, the 21 Latin countries that makes really good, like, freaking rock music that's, like, kind of well-known and not just, like, oh, I have, like, one good band. Like, we have several good bands in Argentina that are, like, very notable and like, can definitely hold their own against, like, you know, English uh, bands and stuff, so it's it's pretty good, definitely knowing that. I'm not too knowledgeable on like Argentin. Is it Argentinian? Argent. Uh, you can say Argentine, Argentinian, Argentinian. Argentinian. Any of those three would okay. be kind of correct. They, they all work. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think the the correct one is. My brother always told me it was Argentinian. Is it's? I think the correct one is Argentine or Argentinian. I think Argentinian is like technically not okay. right argentinian so bands. illiterate people say yeah <laughs> are there any that have like made headway in the u.s yeah um so uh more so in like the early 2000s and 90s uh i mean you know rock music has definitely not really made too much uh of like an oomph in like the past like 20 or like 10 15 years than it has like in the past 20 or 30 but, like, you know, in the 90s, we definitely had uh, good bands. Like, Soda Stereo was pretty big. They're from Argentina. They did an Unplugged show in Mexico. Um, and they they were definitely, like... I would say Soda Stereo from Argentina is... I don't want to say it is the best, most known band, that like, Spanish-wise. But it, I would say it's it's got to be, like, top three. Like, they're super well-known. Like, a lot of Spanish people just, like, know their music and, you know... So they're 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 pretty popular, um, and then I probably know. I would say I know another one, which is uh, Los Fabulosos Cadillacs, and um, there's also like really 
well known in like Latin America and like I know that, like those bands like they used to play shows in the U.S. and stuff like that and, and they were a little bit more like on the international side of like that kind of music even though it's like very like Latin based kind of in a sense mm -hmm. so well, I feel like there should be do you, or do you think there should be more representation um, nowadays you said that there was popular bands back in like the 90s and early 2000s but I feel like if you know the U.S. is the melting pot there should be a musical melting pot I, I think nowadays it's starting to um, happen I know Coachella just happened and they had the uh, Blackpink perform which is yeah. a K-pop band and um, they had Frank Ocean not perform oh yeah, yeah. I I've, I've read a lot crazy. about that I had a friend who actually went to the Coachella and he's actually he's still in California right now he's coming back soon and wow. he, he, yeah those so. people who went just for Frank Ocean I know rip. it's tragic yeah and then there was, um, what's th that rapper who headlined? I think he's Spanish. But anyways, I know there was a big talk. Like, yeah. they, um, the first, like, um, like, what am I trying to say? Underrepresented populations that are now starting to perform on big stages. So I guess that's a good thing, but, um, yeah. Uh, I know like uh, what's her name, Kaliukas. Like, you, have you heard of her? She does like pop music. Like, she yeah. she sings like in Spanish. Like, a lot of her songs are like bilingual. Mm -hmm. Which I I don't really listen to. Like, I either listen to music that's in English or in Spanish. It's pretty rare to listen to music that's bilingual. So yeah. it's like pretty nice to like hear that. Like, like Shakira. <laughs> uh, well, Shakira's cool because she re re she will write a song in English. And then she'll write the exact same song, like with the exact same melody and everything in Spanish with like different lyrics. So I like that a lot about Shakira. It was Bad Bunny. It was Bad Bunny. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. No, Bad Bunny. Yeah, he's. I'm. I've listened to his music. That's like Spanish rap. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty good. It's just different because like a lot of people think of like Latin Americans as like a homogenous like homogenous culture, but like we we have pretty big regional differences, right. especially being from like Argentina. We're like the most further, we're like the most southern Spanish country besides Chile. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we're very far away from that, like Puerto Rico, like uh, culture, like their food, like the way they speak Spanish. Uh, so it's like a lot of things. So, um, but you know, at the end of the day, we all still speak Spanish and, you know, we can still kind of understand each other in some aspects. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, last time, uh, yeah, I think it was the last time I was at your house. Was it like your was it your twenty second birthday that we played or twenty first uh, birthday? Twenty first, twenty first birthday. It might have been twenty first. But um, when I when I heard like you and your parents talking, the way you kind of explained how like like the Spanish that you speak compared yeah. to like other Spanish, how it's like like some phrases are, phrases are like almost backwards. Yeah. Like how does how does that like work? Like, um, like what is like the. Like, what is it about that's, like, backwards? Like, I mean, okay, so I, I want to... Maybe explaining it as calling it backwards is, is wrong, but, like, there's, like, two kinds of... So, like, besides that, like, every place has, like, their own dialects, um, there's, like, two forms of referring to someone in the second person. And that's, like... Most people use the one form, but in Argentina, we use the other form, so we're different. But, like, you know... Uh, we just kind of have to like explain. We just have to like s move words around, uh, rather than just like the like the standard way that they teach you in Spanish to kind of just like put the emphasis when I'm speaking to you. And even like the word, some word endings change as well. 
Um, so it would go from something like, uh, man, this is hard. Yeah, no, I, I, grammar is always something that's just like it, it's too much, too much thinking. But it's like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, but like, it, it's really hard. So like, you know, some of our word endings change. Uh, we put more emphasis like on the on the like we stress the end of the word, while some people stress like the other form of Spanish stresses like the like uh start of the word um so it's like a little different and then we just have to like kind of shift our words around and then like eventually it still makes sense but for the, like nine times out of ten some people would just be like like it's completely communicable like if i were to speak it and someone else were to speak the other form it's totally understandable he, he might instantly already know that i'm from a different country just by the way i speak it's pretty obvious my my accent and then just like the way i use my syntax and stuff like that like oh man this guy's different <laughs> it's, it's crazy how like um even in like places that speak like the same language, like how just going to a different part of the area, like how majorly like that that one language changes. Yeah. Like even like in the U.S., like like the Southern accent, like New York accent, Boston accent, like yeah, I would say Western accent, but I feel like Western accent is like that's just like <laughs> yeah, there's really not that much of an accent out west. Uh, I feel like I feel like in like the the Western Kardashian accent. I wouldn't call it that. I would just say Western <laughs> accent. I don't want to give the Kardashians credit for anything. They're from, aren't they from the East Coast though? Like know. originally? That's true. But Maybe. however they talk now yeah. is Disgusting. not how <laughs> a lot of people talk. It's like average. I would say like West Coast English is like average English. Yeah. Then there's like a Northern, which is like almost like Canadian sounding. Yeah. Like Wisconsin. Like, yeah, like Wisconsin, like yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, like. It's it's even crazier in like uh in England because like in England yeah oh man like it's they like, have so you, many regional dialects like uh where's it's, it's um ridiculous. where's Ozzy from uh I I don't even know this I don't know the specific area uh, uh is he from Yorkshire no oh my god I'm trying to think he's he's from uh it most likely has the word Shire in the name though yeah most places <laughs> <laughs> that's true I I forgot where Ozzy's from but dude that guy's like. Uh, his English accent, like even I don't think even English people understand him. Yeah, like that. Like, that's like a, a serious thing over yeah. there, because like over in over in England, like there's some areas where it's like, if we went there, like we could understand him just yeah. clearly. It's like it's like oh, like you have an English accent. Yeah. And there's some places where it's like people that speak with an English accent don't even understand those people. Yeah. It's like, no, but it's like, it's crazy how fast those differences are, because like here it's like okay, it's like you have to go like five states over before you start hearing like a like a real like change in accent yeah and there it's like if you go one town over it's like a noticeable difference yeah it's also like, just the slang that english people use it's so funny it's insane yeah. like it's i feel my, like i feel like it's cheating because i feel like yeah. english comedians like it's like a cheat yeah, yeah. it's just cheat codes, codes. insta funny yeah, just, <laughs> just just start using slang that you know and like it's instantly funny in america <laughs> that is so true yeah, stuff like my grandmother was uh, born and raised in England, and the stuff she says is just like I I have to like ask her what it means. Like context clues are not yeah. enough. I I'm like what I don't even know what you're saying. Um, but yeah. So have you been back to Argentina? Yeah, actually, I've, I've been back twice. Uh, my family started going back like. I think three years ago. Mm -hmm. It's like we literally went there like right before like the COVID lockdown, oh. which is funny. And then we went like 
a year later, like when the restrictions weren't so bad, and we did actually we almost travel. get stuck there. We almost did. I'm not even kidding. That's a funny story. But yeah, no, we were just like worried because like the whole thing was like just starting to happen, like yeah. right as our last days, and we we're just like, damn, are we able to go back to the country? <laughs> like this is kind of scary. So would you have wanted to done lockdown in Argentina? Um, probably not. I don't know. It's kind of hard. Yeah, because, like, at that time, I I lost my job due to COVID, so I was, like, I don't know. I, I guess I had nothing else to do, but um, I think I still had school. Yeah, I think that's what, no, yeah, so I, I still had school, and then that, that that switched to online. Yeah. So uh, I was in college, so I don't know. Are you still going to school, or did you finish that out? No, I did not finish. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the indefinite hiatus until I, I get my shit sorted out. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know. he's finished, but in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fin- Yeah, what I'm mentally you, finished at school. So where are you going for? What do you want to go for? Uh, well, I went to for two different degrees, and then I literally was one semester away from graduating from both of them, and then I just didn't finish. So now I think I want to give it a, a third try, and <laughs> and I was going for. Uh, I was going to be a teacher. My first degree, I was going for an uh, education degree. And for my second degree, I was going for a paralegal degree. I think for my third degree, I want to go for like computer science type thing because I've always really been into computers. So I feel like yeah. it'd be a breeze. Maybe the math might be a little hard, yeah. but besides the math, I feel like everything else would be a breeze. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it. Ju- you just keep getting harder and harder on yourself yes yeah, like, true yeah no it has to... no i think the teaching was probably was way harder than the, the paralegal really? honestly oh my god yeah the stuff that teachers have to go through is insane yeah and to get paid like yeah they get paid dog shit. Yeah, yeah. A year. yeah no that's why i i always like i always respect teachers they, yeah. re- they really do like the one of the hardest work like their job is so heavily regulated like they got people breathing down their necks the parents the school district the city like and they're getting paid like 50 grand <laughs> it's like come on dude like i could probably make more money just working at a freaking food service place being like a manager oh, yeah. it's insane yeah like um I've, I've heard some crazy stories about like teachers like and like things that happen in school like uh, i mean even like my job i used to work at um a catholic school um and I worked for, like, one of the students in the second grade classroom as his aide, pretty much. And his teacher, it would, like, break my heart going to school every day because she obviously did not want to be there. Yeah. She, like, she was, like, done being a teacher and she was 24 <laughs> years old. Oh, man. And she was just, like, stuck. <sighs> and she would just, like, sit and scream at these kids all day long. Yeah. But there's such a teacher shortage that, like, they can't get anyone else yeah. in there. Um so yeah and it's funny because catholic schools like pay teachers less than like public schools so like that lady was like doing the utmost work Mm -hmm. she's expected to do like a public school teacher's job at like half the pay it's insane it's like wow i feel so bad it's funny because my brother actually just got hired as a substitute teacher for a a catholic school (laughs) so (laughs) it's pretty funny but and also like their requirements for a teacher is like bro just get like a two-year degree and you're good you can like eventually teach anything like Mm -hmm. as long as you stay with us so it's like but it's crazy if you stay a teacher for your entire life like um at my high school the teachers who had been there for like 40 plus years they were making six figures 
Oh wow! And, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it's like once you get that tenure as a exactly. teacher, and like, and you also do like extracurricular things. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, let's say you're like the volleyball coach, yeah. especially if you're you're like a sports teacher yeah. too. Oh my god, they make bank. That's mm -hmm. like where half of the school budget goes is like straight into sports. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's it, like, man, with my school, it was ridiculous. Like, um, like they literally put like millions into like the sports, specifically the football. Like, yeah. Like part. That always happens, so like yeah. um. Like yeah, they they spent I think it was like five or six million on like building like a whole new brand new football field, like everything was like yeah. like Dude, state of the art, and then then like the the music part like the music department was like <laughs> about to be shut down because yeah. of they they couldn't like buy new instruments. The it's instruments so were all stupid. like twenty years old. Same thing with mine. They literally like put a new turf field in. the The old one was totally fine. They just put a new one in. Meanwhile, like. Uh, the electrical closet in the theater department had like a leak <laughs> and so we had to like shut everything off because water and electricity is not too good um but then we had to get like funding like we had to fundraise to get that fixed oh man but like i think it's so stupid that schools have to like fundraise man it's yeah like, it's like don't you guys literally like have a funneler that just gets so much money from like the government like the school taxes and everything man like, i think like overall i think i think it's schools ridiculous. should get more money overall from the government yeah that's true because both all the employees i think need to get paid <coughs> much more than they are yeah no for sure but also like um i feel like there's a lot of things that schools should be able to do that they just can't like afford or like they just try to put a budget to one thing because it's like one thing they're trying to focus on like and that's usually like sports like football or something like yeah. that they'll try to put a lot of money into specifically yeah. that to give like kids doing that like scholarships and stuff and that kind of like cancels out everybody else because it's yeah. like let's say let's say you you have like the football team you put millions of dollars into and then only like, like 50 kids like are on the football team yeah like and, and then let's just say that and then, let's say there's like and then a varsity like, and like a junior team yeah and like maybe a quarter of those kids will play football in college yeah and then, like probably one, less, and then, and, then, and then like one kid from that college team will go to like yeah. the NFL. Yeah, but I think it's because like it's insane, man. They put so much money into sports because it makes their school look really good. That's what's on the front pages and stuff. But most of the time, like you have to apply for specific grants, or people will give money. It's not like the school's just getting like five million dollars oh allocate it how you want it's like someone's coming in and being like okay here's five thousand dollars for your football team so like they can't do whatever they want with the money you know and they're not pushing to be like oh can we have can we have a grant for x amount of money to help our math department or whatever you know it's just not you have to apply for all those grants for each different department and they're just not doing it yeah like i, I feel like um just like overall, I think they need more money because I feel like they need to put more focus on not just one area of like like things to teach or like extracurricular activities. Yeah, because like like a lot of times it's sports because like that makes the schools look good. But like yeah. when it, when it comes to like things like let's say like um those kids that are doing like a lot of music class stuff like doing like music recording and like editing and stuff like that. Yeah, like let's say the school's not getting a lot of funding for that department and they can't support stuff. So many kids that are taking those classes, like actually wanting to get a full, like full-time job doing that thing, which 
you could you go to college for it, you can get a degree, you get a job doing that. Yeah. Like a lot of kids do that, they'll fail to support those kids' needs. And I feel like if you can't support a large majority of kids, then I, f- I feel like the schools are failing the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. So I feel like it's very unfair. Yeah. No, it definitely is. And, and like I said, did you take any band or anything in high school? No, sadly, no. Uh, no music. No, I only did like uh, I did orchestra in elementary and middle school, but that's about it. People always think that I uh, like whenever I'm like playing a gig, like uh, sometimes I'll bring like a practice pad to play on, and people will always say like, "Oh, I could tell you played like marching band in in mm-hmm. high school." Because of like like your hand technique, I'm like I just practice a lot. Like I, I, don't, I don't like I don't like the band. It's yeah. Like, uh, like I don't want to sit there and play only a snare drum. I want to play the whole kit. Yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah, I've I've never had anyone come up to me and be like, "Damn, dude, you used to play violin in middle school." Like, it's like, not, nah, dude. Like, I, I had someone come up to me after a gig and he was just like, "Dude, I like your guitar playing." Me looking at my bass and I was like, "Ah, oh, come on, dude. Like, this isn't a guitar. This is a bass." That's definitely happened. I mean, I feel like that's happened to every basis, you know. It's it's yeah. just our instrument is definitely on the on the under underappreciated yeah, I, side. I feel like like the average person, I feel like looks at a bass and just goes, "That's guitar, that's a guitar." <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like instantly they're li- like they're like, "Wow, dude, that's a really deep sounding guitar." Like, <laughs> you have like like your six string bass. I mean. All I know is guitars have six strings and bass have four. That's how I know. But guitars, like comparatively, (laughs) dude, guitars are so massive too. Or sorry, basses are so massive compared to a guitar and their strings are so thick. The neck is longer too. I feel like my low E string is like combined. Like it's like bigger than like half of a guitar is just six strings just like combined. It's, It's just like it's such a thick string. It's like very big gauge and it's so wide. It's like like almost like up to my neck if i were to put my bass like touching the floor and i'm like five eight so i'd say it's a i don't know it's pretty it's pretty freaking big man yeah, it's like and like when be, i have to long so all of the frets because the frets yeah, are wider and yeah the frets are also super wide but also like me after playing bass and i pick up a guitar i'm like dude this this is like tinker toy like this is like a tinker toy bass like it feels so small like the frets are like so close to each other the, the strings are like this thin and i'm like nah dude like it's so small, man. Like I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like I'm a giant after I pick up a, a guitar. It's just like it's so like I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I'm a musician and I notice that. But it's like to me like after I like go from bass to guitar, it's like it's literally like I have to like adjust for a second because I'm like holy shit. Like I I can't like going from like the first fret to the second fret on bass is like that's like an entire like hand thing on guitar. It's yeah. just like boop boop like just like so yeah. cl- like i barely have to move my fingers yeah, so you could basically use one finger yeah like, not like literally and i have to put so much force on those bass strings too on guitar i'm just like oh, yeah. one light press oh yeah and with, with a lot of your basses you tend to play with the action really high so you have to actually push yeah a lot that's more true yeah yeah i i do with. love high action basses and i don't know why it's probably terrible um actually my um my uh, my Fender, my jazz uh, bass is uh, actually is pretty low action comparatively. Oh, really? to, yeah, comparatively, compare uh, comparatively to my other two basses. Then yeah, I, I would say it has pretty low action. So are basses like guitars, where like you have a dream bass? Yeah, no, for sure. I I think we all I think we all do. I think, um, I think all mus- musicians have, have like, like their dream, dream instrument. Yeah. What's your dream bass then? Um, I would say uh the like just like the standard rickenbacker um i also really like uh sterling's music man oh, the music man's is so nice they're like two these these bases are all like two grand um 
I could buy it, honestly, but it's, like, unless I'm, like, seriously involved in the band, like, to the point where I'm, like, making money solely for music, like, I don't really think I would ever spend that much money on the bass. But, like, you know, Music Mans, Rickenbackers, I, I really like those basses a lot. Um, besides that, I don't know. There's, I'm, I'm pretty picky when it comes to basses, but at the same time, it's, like, kind of weird. Like, I don't really like Hoffners, but I, I like Yamahas. I like... Uh, well, what's it called? Um, uh, like, oh, I like Ibanez's. I I love Japanese basses. Japanese make great freaking basses, and like their music is also really freaking good. I think one of the most underrated like international music is like Japanese rock or like Korean rock. Even like they make so they make such good music. Like they're all like every single person in that band is like the most talented human being ever, and that's like all their bands. Yeah, I've seen. They have the greatest singer. They have the most insane bassist. They have the craziest drummer. They have the freaking shreddiest guitar player. Yeah, I've seen. And then they just make pop music. <laughs> it's yeah, like all, right. all I've heard, like my brother, um, is like fluent in Japanese and lived in Japan and all this stuff, and so he'll play the music. And all I know is the Ponyo soundtrack uh, in Japanese, and then he shows me like all of their like big hits, and it's all just like pop. Yeah, it's just like, girls singing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good, but it's yeah, not very instrumental. It's like it's weird because like I don't know. Like I said, like you know, it, you they they do really have a live band. Like a lot of their music is live. They're not really into that that like you know sampling like stuff that we do mm -hmm. here in the states. Like they use a full live band for like a pop song and stuff like that. But like I said, you you will have the craziest musicians. And then they'll just be a, like a girl singing pop music. And yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> like, like um, there's this one dude I follow. He's he's like a, a metal drummer, mm -hmm. and like like he'll like put his phone down or whatever and like record himself playing. And like the videos that he has, like yeah. when he's playing, it literally sounds like a, a drum machine. Like it's like so tight, so yeah. perfect. Yeah. But then like yeah, like the rest of the band, it's like like a like some like fifteen year old like pop singer. Yeah. No. Nah, <laughs> it's nah. so funny. And, and, or oh, no, on. you're good, you're good. I was going to say, and it's definitely, like, not all their music that's poppy. They definitely do have, like, a pretty dedicated rock scene. But, like, I would say, like, you know, more and more recent times, like, Japan has definitely kind of fallen to, like, more poppy stuff. And their music in the 80s was, like, so good. They had their, their Japanese city pop is, like, the best genre of music up there in the 80s. It beats a lot of, like, terrible 80s bands here in the States. Like, city pop in Japan is, like, so good, man. There's a... I don't, I don't think it's Japanese. I might be Korean. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Um, the one, like, big band from over there that, like, kind of made it over here, uh, Baby baby Metal. That's Japanese. That's Jap that I, is Japanese? I think. I, I, I want to say it is, but if I I'm wrong. I thought it was Korean, but I could be wrong. I, I, I know the band. I don't know much about the band, though. Yeah. I know they're from, like, somewhere over there. Have you listened to music or no? Like, maybe a song or two. Okay. Me, personally, it's not my thing. The, yeah. mu the music, I like the music. Does it go hard? The music does go hard, okay, nice. but it's good shit. It is like the kind of like more poppy vocals, though. Okay, yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. The music is still really good, though. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're on tour with a Death Clock right now. Yeah, they they always go on tour with like really like insane like hardcore bands, and all the hardcore bands like always defend baby metal because a lot of people like because they have haters, and that's stupid because it's like yeah. you know they're going hard. You know, they're singing. Yeah. It's, it's music. It's their expression. If you don't like it, they go chug seven more beers and at the concession stand and you'll probably enjoy it more <laughs> so it's usually what i do you know it always works yeah, if you don't like it just get drunk enough to like it yeah no literally 
Have you seen the like CGI performers? I think. Oh, like the Hatsune Miku. Yeah. yeah. No, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that's what it is, or I might be thinking of something else. But like, yeah, the that thing is is pretty funny because yeah. like, you know, you'll you'll pay like a hundred bucks, you know, to go see a show, and it's like a robot dancing, <laughs> and it's like clearly like an anime girl robot. And like the whole crowd is going insane, and there's there's no singer, and a lot of that stuff is like pre-recorded music, mm-hmm. you know. Oh so, really? So it's like, yeah. bro, like I could just listen to this at home for free. It's, yeah. I don't know, but I, I guess it's like part of like the show. Like I, I I I've seen the videos, and like they they do put on a good show, and they you know they do seem like they're passionate about it. But it's just like that kind of stuff would like never happen here in the states. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I guess it makes more sense for I it to like, happen in like Japan. I feel like right? sometimes it happens with rappers when like they'll play like that. They'll just like play the track in the background, like, sing along to, like, only a couple words. Yeah. And then just run around the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They, like, they, they like hype man their own song. Yeah. I feel like that's going to gonna become a uh, Ozzy. Yeah. Because well, he just can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally He's true. He's just going to run around the stage and then, like, go to the mic and go, everybody get fucking crazy. <laughs> everybody go crazy. And, like, nobody can tell what he's saying because he's Ozzy. Yeah, no, literally. But, uh... No, I mean it's it's like it's fifty fifty when when it comes to like rap where they're like rapping their own like music. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes like they'll have like artists who like specifically make their version without their lyrics and then just make their instrumental version so that they could play the instrumental version live and rap over it. And yeah. then there's artists who are just like, nah, screw this. We're taking straight from Spotify and we're just gonna rap over it. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that. Like personally, I don't like that. I like it when like the artist has like their own dedicated thing especially like like rappers who like produce their own music and stuff like that are more like in tune with that like uh you know like kanye baby keem mm-hmm. you know rappers like that like they they definitely they definitely know what's up but you know rappers who are a little more on the low-key uh side of like music and you know probably don't have like an insane producer that makes their beats they you know they're gonna go on stage and just like rap over their own music yeah. and hype man themselves but i, you know, I saw one I, it doesn't really bother me it just kind of gets like you gotta get used to it. I don't want yeah. to see a show that like that's like that. Yeah, though. yeah. I was. Um, that's, you're not wrong. Yeah. I I was telling the story in like a. Who was it to? It might have been Taylor. But um, it was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Oh, nice. It was a rock band that did that. Yeah. But it was covers, so they would like the the drummer had like a computer hooked up to like the PA's. Yeah. And he would go on there and go on like Spotify, play a song off Spotify, and then play along to the song. But the thing was, the song was playing out of the PAs. They didn't have in-ears. Yeah. So they would get off from the song every, uh, every like, couple, like, like every, like, verse, every, like, couple, like, bars, measures. And then they would literally, they wouldn't try to, like, they wouldn't try to, like, get back on. They would stop, listen for a second, and then start again. Oh, my God. Nothing is worse than Mariah Carey's um, New Year's Eve performance. I think it was, like... Like four or five years ago. Oh yeah, I've heard about it, but I've never actually seen it. Oh, I've seen it quite a few times. <laughs> I saw it live. Did we watch it, that on New Year's Eve? I think so. I think we rewatched. We watched it, yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the funniest one. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I remember watching it live, and I was with my brother, and like we turned to each other, and we're like, "What is happening right now? Like, how is this? How is this live?" But continue with. Yeah, the do you think do you know what I'm gonna say? The Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, there's a, a dude oh, no. singing the Star Spangled Banner. If you can, some, if like, you can, try to pull it up. Like <laughs> it was, it was so bad. He start. He basically said the same line over and over and over again. <laughs> he basically said like, 
like um like and like blank were all there yeah. over and over and it was like and like and was it the rockets were there and the bombs were all there <laughs> it was so bad is it live somewhere it was like fucking yeah. like a local it, football it was, game or yeah, something. Like something. It was it was small. so bad Damn. though. My guy fumbled so hard. Have, <laughs> yeah, like I have it. He fumbled, but he just he kept going with it. Yeah, and like you could tell that like like he fumbled once and he was like uh oh, and then he just kept <laughs> oh, getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and like his face started getting red. And he was like, I just gotta get through this now. Should I play it? Yeah, play it. Play it. Hold on, we have a we have an ad. Uh, yeah, this, this yeah. video. If this happened to me, I I I don't think I would live another day. Yeah, no, literally. Man, if, if that, up the national anthem. If that happened to and me, and on national t- or, or on TV somewhere, well, probably local okay. TV. It starts okay. Uh, he already screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably just figured out he screwed up. It's <laughs> not the worst. No. He gets the last few lines right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so it's saying like, and the rockets were all there. He said they're they're so gallantly there. <laughs> that's, that's not even close. It's not even close to what it is. Oh my god, it's so bad. And like like that guy had to have like prepped for this. So it's like, how do you screw up I that nerves, bad? Man. Oh man. But like, and we have like the easiest national anthem too. Yeah, I mean, it's really not that hard. Like like what is it like? Like four, like four, like full lines, and that's like, basically like the whole like song. Four stanzas, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. like no, honestly, it's probably like three stanzas. As, as musicians, when we see that, like that's like that's the easy. saddest yeah. thing. Yeah. When people try to go up there and like they're like, oh, like I'm a chorus singer, I I can sing well, and they can't memorize like the one song that everybody's supposed to memorize here, and they start messing up and doing it like awfully yeah. and just get like so bad, like it's. But- there's time like nerves can just take over your brain and just like delete memories everything yeah. out nah it's true yeah like there's times like I'll uh, like I'll have a dance like muscle memory and then I get nervous and like I it's out of my brain I my body doesn't move do you get nervous when you're playing live no I don't I love really? playing live I, I really do yeah I remember um one of the last times we played live didn't that lady Spill a beer all over your pedal board? No, I spilled the beer. Oh, she bought the me beer? the beer, and I spilled the beer all over my own pedal board. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was funny. Because I was just like, get me a beer. And this lady was just like, I got you a beer. And then I was like, thanks, lady. Man, that lady was hardcore flirting with you. Yeah, she was. No, she definitely – w- it was really strange. But uh, no, I don't know. The whole night, she was just like, you're the greatest bass player ever. I'm like, all right, lady. I'm, I'm just playing music. And then I spilled her, her beer fucking all over my pedal board. I was like – Hopefully she didn't see it. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that bad. I drank like most of it before I spilled it, so it was If that lady was drunk enough, she may have bought you another one. Yeah, no, that's true. Damn, I should have bought her a drink so that she could buy me another drink later. <laughs> Damn. But uh, yeah, um, at this latest show yesterday, I actually had to sign autographs for the first time. Oh wow! I took pictures with fans for the first time. Like it was, it was a weird feeling. Yeah. Like usually it's like I just go to like a show and it's like people just go like, oh, good job, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then they go home. But, like. 
at the show there was like a kid who like he watched our whole show. Yeah. Um, which was really surprising. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys only play for like an hour? We played for like it was like a forty-five minute set, oh, I think. Okay. But um, he went and bought everything, like every physical copy of like our music that we had. Yeah. He bought our first album, and we have two physical copies of singles that are out, which yeah, each have a B side, and they're out like all over the Lehigh Valley and like a lot of record stores. Mm-hmm. Um, he bought all of them, had all of us sign each one. Yeah. And then take a picture with them. Oh, wow. And I was like, dude, this is this is so sick. This is the first time I've ever done this before. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Like, I, I love, like, fan interactions and crowd interactions and stuff. Like, like if I ever get, like, like big, like, famous and, like, people come up to me for, like, pictures or autographs, like, I'm never going to turn it down. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to become the type, like, I know a lot of people say, like, never meet your heroes or whatever because it's, yeah. like, you, they're going to, like, let you down or whatever. But, yeah. like, I would always want to want people to meet me and be, like... He's better than I expected him to be. Like I, yeah. I, I always want yeah. to be that kind of guy. No, I'm I'm the same kind of way too. Like you always hear stories, like people talking about celebrities, and like a lot of people will be like, like you, like even other celebrities, even just regular people will be like, this guy is literally a saint. Like he is the greatest man ever. And then like yeah. you also know that this guy does a really fucking good job at like acting and stuff like that. And it's like it just like adds more to it, you know. So it's good. It, yeah. it kind of goes deeper. I've heard Robert Downey Jr. is like that. I've heard he's really good with like fan interactions and stuff. Yeah, I mean, most of like the Marvel like you know actors are pretty pretty good. I feel like that's part of their job is to like you know be a superhero outside of their yeah. movies. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of cheesy, yeah. but like it's true. You know, you always see like videos of like except for um, who's like the was he the first Spider Man? Uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, he was he was not a good one. Really? He yeah. he was. Like he got sick of the fame, as as soon as he got it. Oh wow! Yeah. Like there's like so many videos of him like getting out of a limo with like paparazzi around him, and he's like screaming at them, like threatening to like <laughs> like hit them and stuff like that. Like it's it's bad. Like I I would never want to get like that. Like yeah. I would I would always want to be the type of guy that would like take time out of my day to like like stop and say hello, sign autographs, take pictures. Yeah. Because like for me personally, at the like at the end of the day, like if I'm like famous or like rich or whatever like at the end of the day like we're all just people like i i understand i have stuff to do but like if somebody wants to like get an autograph or something like if i have something to do like doing an autograph or picture really doesn't take that long it takes like a second yeah so i would never get mad about that because it's like like how could you get mad at somebody that appreciates what you're doing yeah no that's true yeah and it's like you know um like I don't know. I you know I I work in like food service, so it's like it's pretty hard to like, like it like one bad customer interaction can like ruin your whole day. So like I know that from from experience. I, I like, back when I was working there at a at Mod Pizza. Yeah. There there was one experience specifically that I remember was like I want to like curse this guy out right now, yeah. but I know I can't. No, I know it, it, it's it's hard, man. It was just this one guy who was so cocky. Like before he ordered, he counted out how much it would cost. And right when he came up to the register, he's like, "You owe me this much money." And I'm like, "I didn't even put it in yet. Like, give me a second. He's like, "You just, just give me. Like, you owe me this much money. I put it in. I'm like, "You know what? I do owe you that much money. Let me get it for you." And he's like, "I told you. Like, just give me the money." I'm like, "I'm like, dude, you're ordering a fucking pizza. Like, calm down." <laughs> yeah, no, I know people are crazy, man. They're like, people are so entitled. I don't like entitlement. That's one thing I yeah. really fucking hate. Like, I, I really just don't like it when people are like entitled. It's like. You know, some people are just be like, some people are gonna be like, "Oh my God, Tyler, can I get your autograph?" And then some people would be like, "Oh, I need like you 
got to give me your autograph. I'm entitled to it because I saw your show. Like, people like that, it's like, I don't want them to be my fans. Like, screw you. Yeah. Like, I want people who are, like, wholesome to like my music. So. Yeah. Or if, like, um, let's say I was busy doing something. Yeah. I would be like, you know what? Walk with me. Like, like I got somewhere to be, so, like, I don't want to stop. But if you want to walk along, I'll totally do anything for that. Yeah. Like, for, like, signing an autograph or whatever. Because, yeah. like, sometimes, like, if you do need to get somewhere, at, like, at, like, a specific time, like, like, that's more understandable. But, like, you should at least communicate that. Yeah. You know? I feel like nowadays, um, we see it's like so often that today's like influencers are like so cocky and just like won't give you the time of day because I feel like social media, it's made it so easy to get so big and get a following and then your head gets so big because you're like, oh, all these people want to know my life, even though they're just normal people, you know, but people are just getting so cocky and just having such huge heads because of social media and how much fame they could easily acquire. But it's like, everyone is acquiring this fame. Like you're not yeah. special. And it's not like you're really acquiring fame because of anything special you're doing, you know, anyone can do like the exactly. social media fame. Like everyone has the possibility to do it. Just learn, learn how to, post at the right time learn, yeah learn the right <laughs> angles to no nah, dude um take pictures I, I actually have a funny story so one of my friends who lived down in florida i went to high school there and um she is a social media manager for like a influencer oh really she, she tells me like she has things planned out like months in advance like for the posts and stuff like that like she has pictures already that she's gonna be like yeah i have to post this on tuesday and like she's on her social media replying to people posting things she's so active like it, honestly like she I could say she works a pretty stressful job. Like, and you know, is it social media management? It's pretty hard. I think she manages like two accounts. Uh, so it's like one for that one lady, and then one for some some other. I think it might be like another company or something. But like, yeah. it's hard. It's hard work, man. Like, I feel like, um, like you, there's a lot of prep to it, man. Yeah, I feel like with a lot of people that um do like the whole like uh influencer thing. Yeah. When it's like mainly, like if they're not like making like like videos and stuff, if it's like mainly like posting on Instagram, TikTok, stuff like that. I feel like if you get so sucked up into that, people like that forget to really live life and they're more focused on living through their like their phone or computer. Yeah. And I feel like um that could be very draining for people. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is, man. Like yeah, I, I just don't I don't know, for for me like I, I only like a social I don't have a Twitter, I don't have a Facebook, I just use like Instagram. I have like a that's, Snapchat. That's what I do. Yeah, I have like a Snapchat which is kinda of social media, but like that's I only, really to talk to friends. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I only use that for like two or three of my friends who are like lame and just won't text me. Mm-hmm. But like besides that, I mainly just use Instagram. And like ninety percent of the time that I'm on Instagram, I'm just looking at memes. Like it's I'm not looking at people. Like I, I like I'm gonna be real with you. Like I I have like you know you can like mute people's stories and shit yeah. like that. People who like post a lot, I just mute this. <laughs> I'm like bro, this person's annoying. Like get off social media. Like because yeah, you know, like- me, I'm like a person that posts like you know. One, you're like, when was the last time I posted? Like six months ago or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like those people that post like twenty times in an hour. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so annoying, man. It's like it's so you have every full life on there. Like, I, yeah, I, I've heard so many stories of people just doing stuff just so they have content to show people that they did this stuff. Yeah. And like, I take a lot of photos. Like, whenever I'm doing something, I'm taking the photos. But I would say 95% of those don't end up on any social medias. It's just like, so I can look back on the memories, you know? Yeah. I don't take photos to post. Sometimes I do. But sometimes, most of the time, it's just to like have those memories. 
Um, but for the people who, you know, are having these extravagant, doing these extravagant things just to tell people that they did them, that's a little sad. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Like, people who record at concerts, like, let's be real, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to look at your fucking shitty concert recording and, you know, of, like, Metallica when you're, like, behind the freaking tall dude and can't see them. Like, <laughs> like you know, concert recording is kind of stupid. I understand, you know, taking out your phone. I maybe... mean, I, I record, like, every concert I've been to. Oh, man. But I, I, I don't record it to say, like, oh, I've been here. I, I actually, like, want to go back. Oh, and, you like, actually like, look back at it? Okay, I, I actually look yeah. back and be like, like that was a fun you moment. Like, dude, you're a bootlegger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only for myself though. Yeah, he does, that's like, true. Ten minute long videos, but like he's not even looking at the camera, so it's it's. it's yeah, like it's starting to like. Like I record turn. shows, but like, like I understand if like like a, I don't like it when people record a show and watch it through their phone because it's like at that point just like go home and watch a, like a video on YouTube. Yeah, but like I'll record. I'll actually watch them. Yeah. Because I, I like, like not the experience. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I record it on my phone just so I could go back and, like, be like, oh, like, they played, like, these songs. Like, yeah. I also, like, I like learning the songs, too. So it's like, if I want to learn a song, I'll go back and watch how they actually performed it live. Yeah. Also, it's just fun for myself to go back and, like, look at it and stuff. So it's always... It's always fun. Yeah. I, I, under, I fully understand, like, why people say, like, it's... Like, they don't like yeah. when people record. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. Like, you know, just like imagine you're playing live in front of thousands of people and like half the people just have their phone out. It's like, nah, dude, I want you to fucking headbang and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that's always going to be something that's like like fun. Yeah. But like at the same time, it's like people have the freedom to do what they want. Like if you really want to record, like go ahead and do it. But like if you want to, like it's one thing to like record it and be like, oh, I was here. Yeah. Or like. Even if you go back and look at it, like, afterwards, like, but it's another thing to really, like, be there and live in the moment and be like, wow, like, I'm, I'm not just watching this concert, like, I'm a, I'm a part of the crowd and stuff like that. Like, it's always fun doing that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put, like, a giant magnet on, like, the, on the roof of the stadium. It just collects people's phones and then just returns to them at the end of the concert, just drops on them. You, you better hope that nobody has, like, um... <laughs> like 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 teeth that are like screwed in or like yeah no, or like, like metal hip, metal hips because yeah. people just start flying up. Yeah. <laughs> well, who was that who did like um uh was it Foo Fighters? Mars, Anderson Pack. What's their group? Uh, the group um Sonic Silk Sonic Silk Sonic yeah. Their shows you couldn't bring your phone in. Okay. They, they have a magnet. Yeah. <laughs> no, they took their phones. So there's like you can't find any photos, videos of the concert. That's what's like at a Joe, Joe Rogan's um, uh-huh. comedy yeah, place. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. He has everybody take their uh, phones out yeah, and like, put them, like a baggy thing. Wow, nice. That's pretty funny, honestly. I mean, I would hope so. It's a comedy club. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Damn, dude. Uh, what what do you guys feel about like? comedy shows like would you guys go to, to like uh, a I, wide range oh. i haven't been to a lot of comedy shows okay. but i love comedy okay like I, I watch a ton of comedy on like youtube and stuff yeah. like um the only comedian i've ever actually seen live was gabriel iglesias okay was he funny he he was very funny yeah <laughs> like I, I liked him a lot when i was younger like i still like him now but like his humor is like more like funnier for like my younger self because it's like he makes yeah. funny sounds and he's a big fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like, like now that I'm older, I like understand like more stuff. Like I'm more like literate and understand like 
Yeah. More about like what makes a joke funny, like different things like that, instead of just like somebody going <laughs> like make a fart sound or something. That's true. Like um like Theo Vaughn. I love Theo Vaughn. I think he's hilarious. Um yeah. I like Joe Rogan. Joey Diaz, if do you know who he is? No. He's a, a He big, sounds familiar. He's a big Cuban dude. And he <sighs> If you if you have a chance, you have to listen to his, his stuff. It's okay. so funny. Yeah, like, um, I like I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr is also one of my I know favorites. Bill Burr. And then um, John Mulaney. Yeah, you're I you're a big fan John of John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Nice. But um, uh, who's the la- uh, George Carlin? He was like my all time favorite. George Carlin. Okay. You might know him as the Zugor from like Tarzan two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe actually, I don't know. But like, I I just I might find things funny, but I'm. Although, like, I, I've been told I'm very expressive. When I'm watching something, I'm not. Like, I'm dead face if I'm watching something that's, like, hilarious. Dude, or, you're like, like him. He Every time I've been to a rock show together, oh, he, yeah. he's watching, watching yeah. the rock show, like, stone cold. Just, I'm like, not as th- bad. That, like, like, he doesn't kind of move event. his body. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, la- he doesn't dance, whatever. No. But, like, he's when like I'm a watching statue. comedy. I'll move my leg to the beat. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> but, yeah, like... I just I just don't even crack a smile or whatever. And I've I've gone to like my friends like theater shows and they're like, did you enjoy it? Cause like you did not smile like that whole time. And I was like, no, it was great. <laughs> I just like I just watch, you know. Yeah. Um, but I remember um, one time my brother um, he was uh, living in Taiwan and um, he had like a Taiwanese friend who was making a comedy sketch to perform at, like, a breast cancer awareness um, event for that, that's in America. Poor, it's a very poor way to yeah. do comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But so I have, like, a, um, like history with breast cancer in my family. Um, and so the my brother was like, can you listen to it to see if it's offensive or like to give her feedback or whatever? And I was like, okay, I thought she was just going to like send me a video of her doing it and I would just watch it and give my feedback. But no, she was like, okay, I'm going to FaceTime you and do it on FaceTime. So imagine just like FaceTiming someone and they're just doing their comedy sketch just for you and you're the only audience. It was so awkward because I had to like pretend laugh, but none of it was funny. And it was like so awkward and a lot of her jokes like yeah they were like a little bit offensive and like didn't like like why would you bring that to like a breast cancer awareness event um and then when she was like oh like how was that like i'm good giving constructive criticism when it's like written you know like if you have an essay i'll construct it for you you know um but like face to face, I couldn't say like yeah, sorry, that was a bad no, joke. It's it's definitely hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's really hard to give people constructive criticism. You yeah, know? it's like I don't know, man. Like even like the people like my like some of my best friends that I've known for years, dude. It it kills me just to be like, man, just to like kind of be like straight up with them. You know, and it's like yeah. you know when your friends are like, yo, be straight up with me. It's like you don't want to just like kill them. Like some of my friends, I can easily just like you know break them down because like. They're just the kind of people who can handle it, you know, people who can, like, really handle the truth and, like, criticism stuff. But, dude, some of my friends, I feel like if I were to, like, talk to them the same way that I would with my other friends, they they would just not – they would not like me. <laughs> I know? feel like a good way to go about, like, giving, like, constructive criticism and stuff. Like, I've, I've 
heard a guy kind of explaining this and like the way he kind of like broke it down and made it seem like it was like actually a good idea. Yeah. Like um uh like let's say you like don't like a show and like the person that comes up like afterwards like let's say you're watching your friend play a show and they do awful like it's just like every song it's like train wreck and they come yeah. up and they're like uh how do I do? Like how they, <laughs> how do I do? Awesome set, right? <laughs> like like they're kind of filled with like a, like even if you don't feel like it like when you're playing a show just doing something like that yeah you're going you have adrenaline in your body because you're doing something you're having a lot of fun yeah so like true that if if you say something negative to them in that spot when they're having a lot of adrenaline they're gonna think about it differently than when they're sitting down calm like at home yeah so like if they ask you about it and stuff like don't lie but like say say things that are like pretty neutral be like like hey like i enjoyed coming out to see you play not necessarily saying you did good you did bad yeah. but wait until they're like at home like the day after and say like hey you could have done better with this because then they're going to handle it better yeah because they're just chilling and they're like more understanding yeah. that way mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah back when i used to work at uh apple i worked at the apple store um i know you Allentown. killed it there <laughs> yeah you were working there yeah no definitely but um <laughs> You know, back when I used to work at Apple, one thing that a lot of people would do at the job was, uh, this isn't Apple secrets, all right? So don't hunt me down. But, uh, no, we would just, be, like, walk up to each other and just be like, hey, man, can you take some criticism? And we'd be like, yeah, dude, what do you want? And then they will just be like, hey, you could have done this better, but overall you're doing, like, a great job. Like, I like how you did this. And then, so it was pretty nice. It was, like, one of the few times where, like, I worked somewhere and, like, I felt good about, like, you know, people saying I suck at, like, a particular thing. Because, you know, they would always, like, you know, emphasize how you could do it better. And then they would kind of help you. And then, you know, they'd open up with, like, something scary. And then they would also, like, compliment you on, like, other things you did. So it was it was kind of nice. It was a good balance. You got, you got like, everything. So you wouldn't, like, leave the conversation being like, wow, that guy hated me. Only yeah. one time have I ever talked to somebody who said, can I give you criticism? And then he just bodied me. And then from that day on, I was like, that one guy, I hate him. <laughs> But that was, like, the only time that's ever happened to me. Because he, he really it was just like, hey, man, can you take some criticism? Yeah, don't do that ever again. I will kill you. And I was like, all right, well. I feel like, like, even though, like, some criticism could, like, hurt people's feelings, I feel like yeah. it's always needed because it's, like, yeah, man. almost every time you get criticism, it'll lead lead to improvement. Yeah. So awesome. some, some, sometimes, like, it, it hurts yeah. or you don't want to hear it. But, like, sometimes it'll help in the long run. It's better to hear it earlier on than later on. Yeah. You know, also, I feel like it's good for, like, training your, like, mental tenacity, you know? And a lot of people are just, like, you know, like, their whole life, they've never been told, like, anything bad. And so, like, you know, right now, it's, like, if you were to tell them, like, oh, this isn't good, and it's, like, you know, their whole life comes crashing down. It's, like, they don't have the mental tenacity that, like, some people do mm-hmm. where they're, like, they can handle, like, you know, an insult or stuff like that. I don't know. So. Yeah. I remember this one guy in my high school. He literally thought he was the next Ed Sheeran. Like, oh man! He had his like. Did he have red hair? Um, <laughs> no, but ah. he like grew it out. And yeah. All this stuff. He always had his acoustic guitar with him, and he he came from like a very wealthy family, so his parents were sending him to like a very high private or um, music school, and he was gonna go to college for music and all this stuff, and he just thought he was like the best of the best. But, like, literally every time he opened his mouth, like, all of my insides just, like, cringed up. Like, he was he was not good. Um, but 
yeah, like you were saying, his whole entire life he has been told that he is, like, amazing from his parents because he had such a, such a strong support system. And, like, no one, all of his friends, because he only played around his friends, they're not going to tell him, yeah. oh, listen, like, you dream of becoming Ann Sheeran's not going to happen. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know where he is now, but probably uh, not Ed Sheeran. <laughs> there, I went to back in high school. Um, there was this, this girl that was in this one class with the block of rock class where like we all like perform like a uh, like songs on stage. Wait, did you guys go to the same school together? No, no, no. No. no okay. I've, I've explained like the classes and stuff to her before. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, there was this one girl. That was in the class. She sang. Um, and after every, like, d- during practice and also during the show, she would always come up to everybody and be like, how did I do? How did I do? Like, did I do good on this? Do bad on this? Mm-hmm. She, she was such a bad singer. She did bad during practice. She did bad during shows. Oh, it was, you bodied it was, her? It was okay. awful. But, like, she always wanted criticism. Yeah. But if it, if it was anything but saying it was good, she would ball her eyes out. Mm-hmm. So she would come up and be like, like, how did I do? And if you were like, and like you could have done better. Like she'd be crying in the bathroom like ten minutes yeah. later. And it's it's like when it's like that. Like I felt bad like trying to give a criticism, but it's yeah. like at the same time it's like you people like that. It's like you kind of have to tell them that they're doing really bad. Yeah, but like it hurts their feelings so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I'd like to hear it straight up. Like I don't ever want people to feel like they have to yes man me. You know. Yeah. If I'm ever like, hey, how was my bass playing at the gig? And they were like, dude, your bass playing sucked ass. I I would be like, all right, word. Like, did I just like play out of sync? Like, where was I like not in tune? Was I like not hitting my notes? Was I yeah. not following the band? Like, you know, was my energy was just like not good? With, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, I I don't care. You know, like you know, as I I it's like. You know, one, it, it's kind of a good thing. It's like the bass player is important, but also, like, people don't really notice the bass. But, like, people don't notice the bass when they're doing the right job, you know? It's like, if your bass player is playing fine, he's not there. But if your I, bass player is playing terrible, bro, you know you're like, what the f- <laughs> what, what is that dying animal in the background? It's <laughs> yeah. so bad. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like bass is such an underrated part of the band. Yeah. Like, um, when, when like, bass is playing... Like it's so weird. Like one, one, uh, like let's say, like you're playing with bass guitar and like like full band, like bass guitar, drums and vocals. Yeah. When the bass player is playing like perfectly with like the guitar player, yeah. Most people can't tell what the bass player is doing. Yeah. If the bass player is bad, you can tell what the bass player is doing because he's <laughs> fucking the song yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's true. Yeah. But then like, it's just it's 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 so weird. Yeah. Like things like that happen. Yeah, and one of my things is like a bass player is like I hate playing the same thing that the guitarists play like i always love it when the bass line is like completely different than what the guitar is playing like primus yeah well i mean no, primus is like an extreme that's like yeah. that's like the most extreme example because like I, i'm pretty sure he doesn't even like when les claypool writes his music i don't i think it's literally just bass like he just starts with bass and then he comes up to the band and was just like all right just play whatever. <laughs> and then they're like, all right. He's like, just put a drum beat over this like funky bass yeah. on the guitar player. It's like, um, dude, li- like weird scales and stuff. Over yeah, there. no, literally. Larry is like an amazing guitarist because um, I think he was the guy that was with him for the first couple albums. Yeah. I don't know if he was the first guitarist, but I know he was He was in there for like a lot of their, their good stuff. I forget who their current guitar player is. Yeah, it's not Larry. I was kind of sad about that. I, I met him. I forget his name, though. I, I met the whole band from like a concert a while back when they were doing like oh, the wow. Farewell to Kings tour. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. We got we got VIP tickets and was it tickets good? And got to meet them. It was I saw them on that tour twice. Yeah, or was it twice or three times? I think it was. Jesus. 
might have been three times. Yeah. Um, but each time, like, you know how like um like the Grateful Dead and like Fish have like huge like cult followings. Like yeah. people like follow the band and like, go, go to like yeah. every show. Like, I would totally if I had the money, I would totally be like that for Primus. Yeah. Like Primus shows, even though they they could play the same songs every night, just the way that they play, they always change it up a little bit every night. And just like like I, I'm also a huge Primus fan. Yeah. Like, I I would literally go on tour with the band and just like go to every single show. Yeah. Like I've I've seen Fish live. I've seen the Dead and Company. So it's like kind of like Grateful Dead yeah. with like John Mayer. Yeah. But um. Like I've seen both of them. I was like, this is a good show. I didn't really care. <laughs> just because it's not like it's not like the music that I absolutely love. So yeah. like I was like, this is good music, but like it's just not a band that like I would follow everywhere. Like, the bands I would follow everywhere, like, bands I like, like, uh, if Linkin Park still played, I would, I would, oh man, I would be at every one of their shows, but, um, Primus, if, if Rush was still playing, I would go to every one of their shows, yeah, um, Gojira, I want to go to, like, I would love to go to every one of their shows, they, they perform so well, um, I really want to see Megadeth. That's like on my on my bucket list, man. I saw I saw them with her last year. They were they were really I fell good. Asleep. It was like the it was like the fifth band or something. Nice. That's how metal bands are. They yeah, put on, it's a bunch and of bands. It was too late. They, yeah. <laughs> I was literally asleep. By Dude, the end I love Megadeth. Yeah, they're right so now. good. They're so good. Yeah. Does Dave still sing terrible? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. Like, dude, he like, sucks even on his recordings, man. Like, yeah. if you suck on your recordings, like, like, like it's he's over. never been a good singer. But it, nah. it's been that thing where it's like ACDC, where it's like everybody agrees like the singing's terrible, but it fits the music really well. Yeah, you know, no, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he just somehow manages to sound way worse live. And yeah. it's like really bad. So it's and, like like after a long after like doing it for like what like forty years. Yeah, like like it wears on your voice because like yeah. since like like the early albums like. Take a mortal man. It's like, like, <laughs> dude, singing like that, like every night for forty years, like you're gonna, like, there's a reason he got throat cancer. Yeah, that's true. Damn, and and they fired their freaking bassist for being a, a pedophile. You saw yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, that's a good reason to fire. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely yeah. good reason. But I don't know who's replacing him. I, I think they have a touring musician. I, I looked. Oh, it, like I, just happened. Like the one we saw was a pedophile. Uh, when was that? Was that like a year ago? I think I think they had a fill-in bass player. Uh, oh, okay. I think I think when you guys saw them, it might have been like the news just got out or something, because they they yeah. had to make a change really quick. Yeah, I don't. I think I think they changed out the bass player before. Okay. Before we saw them. But um, it was very weird. Um, I kind of had like a like. Not really like inside knowledge, but like, I know I I have like mutual friends with like people in Megadeth. Oh really? Because one of my mom's friends um, takes pictures for the band Meta Allegiance, which yeah. um, what's his name? The dude that got kicked out. Can't think of his name right uh, now. His name. His name is also Dave. David Ellison. El, El, yep, Ellison. Yeah, he was the bass player for Meta yeah. Allegiance. My mom's friend oh, is their photographer, he? and he was like friends with all of them. Oh wow! So like, he did they know he, that he knew him? Oh wow! So like, I don't know. Like how much inside knowledge he got on that since he like knew him. Like I wonder if he like hit him up and was like, "Yo, is this is this real?" Yeah. But like, <sighs> it was, I would have I would have never thought that the bass player of Megadeth 
Yeah, right. We'll like it was that. so. I I was like, wow. And and he's been with Megadeth since like the start. You know how like Dave just like fires everyone from the band because he's Dave. Yeah. Um, Mustaine. So he, he's always like, he's like, you're fired. I'm I'm the best guitarist. You play yeah. for me. This is my band. That's like Dave Mustaine in a nutshell. Yeah. But like you know, David Ellison has been with Dave Mustaine since like the very beginning. And like I I, I know he left for a couple of years. Like in I think in the late '90s or like early. Early to mid two thousands, he left. Maybe I think. Yeah, because I, I know recently uh, he came back, and like, yeah, no, it's insane. It's like wow, it's like holy shit. This guy's like a core member of, of Megadeth, and now he's he's gone. Yeah. yeah, like it was crazy how fast that happened. Like, yeah, no, like it was, it was so the news fast. came out, and it was like a week later or something like that. Like, yeah, like a. They announced. Damon Stan was like, yeah, like we need we are getting a new bass player. Yeah, and like, he also already fully recorded on their new album. Yeah, that like came out like. Was it last year, or like earlier this year, something like that? But um, they deleted all of his bass tracks, fully re-recorded everything with really? this new bass player. Yeah, they don't want to have like any ties to him. But yeah. imagine that new bass player being asked to play for Megadeth now. That's yeah, pretty wild. I, I wouldn't know know how to handle that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> like, like if, I would love to play for. Me. I would kill it to play. Like, for imagine me. if like, like some random like imagine like um. I don't know his name, but like. You're a huge Rage fan. Yeah, I like, do like Rage. Like, what's their bass player's name? Uh, Tim Cromerford. Like, imagine if, like, they came to you and they're like, yo, we found out Tim's pedophile. You wanted to hop in and, like, be our, ba- <laughs> Dude, be our bass instantly. player? instantly. And I, I know a lot of Rage songs, too. They, they perform so well. I saw yeah. them I saw them live when um when Zach broke his leg and couldn't even move around the stage. And they, yeah. were, they were still, like, crazy live band. Like, the yeah. energy. I've never seen a man sitting down. Yeah. Brings so much energy oh, to the really? show. Wow, that's insane. He he was. Is sitting... he still good live, Zach? Because he's old as shit now. They're all so good. Yeah. And then the the opening act was just it was like a rap group. Oh really? Wow. I forget their name, but um, I got videos on my my Instagram. So if I <laughs> if I go back and look, I can shit, tell you. Dude. That's fucking insane, man. But yeah, like um, I don't know. Like I feel like if people were put in situations like that, it's like a. I feel like it, it, like if you drop something like that on somebody, it'll it'll I feel like it'll be like a heavy thing to uh, hear right away. But then then it's like I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's I'm like the bass player of Megadeth. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, because it's like like imagine like somebody comes up to you and they're like, yeah, like the bass player of Megadeth is a pedophile, and you're like, whoa, and they're like, now now you're gonna be the bass player, and it's like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> Dude, that's the easiest job. Just don't be a pedophile, and then you just won't get fired. Like it's so like that's so good, like. I feel yeah. like I feel like being a bass player from Megadeth would be pretty easy because I feel like the bass riffs weren't except for like like a Dude, ha- handful ha- handful of songs ha- like yeah. not actually more like peace out like two I would say two albums two full albums bass is pretty crazy yeah for like Rest most of the peace. earlier for most of the like early early stuff I nah. feel like I feel like it's not that crazy I don't know man I I listen to Megadeth and I I definitely hear some crazy some crazy bass like I I would say like like um. Rust in Peace and Peace Sells, like, I was going to say, like, the, those two albums, the, I know that for a fact the bass is crazy on all of those two albums, yeah. but, like, for a lot of their other albums, like, I've, from what I, I could tell from listening, the bass doesn't seem too crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just, like, imagine trying to play, like, you can barely hear the, the, the bass in the song, but, like, imagine the song, like, Take No Prisoners. Dude, that song is so fast. Yeah. Like, like it, what is it? It's got to be, like, 200 BPM. Imagine playing bass with that complicated ass bass riff at 200 I, I BPM. I think the song is like 
190 BPM. 190, yeah. It's so fast. I'm, I'm just guessing from, like, like just counting it my head. It's like, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's, it's got to be damn near, like, 200. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, 180. Or I, like I've 190. been working on my internal clock, so I've been trying to test myself okay, and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I would say it's between, like, like, 180, 190. It's so fast, man. It's, and it's like, you know, I don't really hear the bass that much in, in that song, but it's like... I, I can if I can't hear the bass then he's doing the same shit the guitar is playing it. The like, guitar if you, if you don't wild. hear the bass, you know he's playing well. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's insane, man. I feel like um, oh, what was the band that did that with their keyboard player? Was it? I think it was Radiohead. Yeah. I think I think it was Radiohead. Where when they had their keyboard player join. Yeah. Um, he didn't know how to play keys, <laughs> so he would go to their practices, turn the volume all the way down. On the keyboard, but he would he would be playing on the keyboard, just no volumes, like nothing was coming out. And like after a few rehearsals, they're like, "Dude, like we, we can't hear what you're doing, but you're bringing like a, but the vibe is changing here." And they're like, "You're gonna stay in the band." And he was like, "Okay." And then he's learn keys. And then he slowly learned how to play keys yeah. as he was in the band, and now he actually plays. But when he first started, like the first like handful of shows, no keys, but there's he was on stage just like, just. <laughs> Smacking some random Just buttons. Doing nothing. That's actually really funny, dude. Oh man, is he is he good keyboardist? Do you know that or no? I don't know. No. I feel like if you're in a band like that, I feel like at That's some true. point they're you're... also talented, man. Yeah. Like, that Radiohead is a very like they're isn't their bassist or their guitarist like a conductor of a band or, or like of an orchestra or some shit like I, that. I don't I don't know the specifics of the band. I just yeah. I know their songs. So I I haven't like dug into like yeah. like, like the, the band's history and the people yeah. and stuff like that. No, they all seem like they're they're music nerds. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like most bands are music nerds. Eh, I don't know. Every every once in a while, I feel like you're just gonna come across like a band that's like, I don't know shit about my instrument. I just play. Yeah, like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, Green, like Green Day, Nirvana. I I think the guy, the singer from Green Day, I'm pretty sure he had like actual vocal training because he sings really good, man. There's no way. Yeah, what's his name? Billy. Uh, Billy Joel Armstrong. Yeah, Billy Joel yeah. Armstrong. Yeah. Because he, he has such a good voice, man. And even like I forget how old they are sometimes. Yeah. Like when I see they're all they're all, they're all like now, fifty. I'm like uh, maybe no because they were in high school. I think in like late ninety. They they might be they might be like forty. They might be. My think about in high school, in the nineties. But they still they, they were like, in their. My parents were in high school in the nineties. The like they they're try 40. to like he still spikes his hair. Yeah, that's true. But I think they just look young. I could Google it though. Billy Joel Armstrong. I don't know, man. This guy's like... I, I, I swear he was like 50. He might be, honestly. I would not be surprised. But um, a little while ago, I did a full discography run of all of their music. and um. Oh, he's 51 years. Knew it. Dude, knew he it. literally looks like he's like 35. Yeah. That's insane. But um, I did a full discography run of all their music. Yeah. And um, like before I did that, I was like... I wasn't not a Green Day fan, but I was like... I could really care less. Like, their like, drummer's I, insane, like, man. I was about to get to that. Yeah. So, like, their drummer, like, he's known for being, like, a really good drummer. Is it Trey Cool, right? Yeah. Trey Cool. On their first album, absolute garbage. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it was him, though. I didn't look into it. I just know on their first album. It might not have been him because I do know that Mike Durnt, the bassist, and Billy Joel, uh, they they went to high school together. So, I I don't think Trey was in. I could be wrong completely, but was, I, I don't think they like, were. It was their first album. I completely forget what it was called. Kerplunk. No, it was um, it was like a long title. It was like multiple words. Oh, really? It's but like... um, mm-hmm. but uh, like I know, like the first thing I noticed on it was like I was like, 
it sounds like a drummer who's been playing drums for like two years is playing on this album. Yeah. Like all the fills are like out of time. Like <laughs> the drum beats are solid, but like all the fills, like he yeah. like rushes or like slows down like a lot. Like the fills just don't seem like everything is lining up very like tightly and stuff like that. And I was, I was like, okay, it's like their first album, like whatever. Yeah. And the second album was like a huge improvement. And it was like one year later. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. I, I was like, it's either a different drummer or they like brought him to like drum boarding school. <laughs> Like, every day they're like, play to a metronome, play to a metronome for, like, five hours a day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, Trey Cool is, he's, he's an insane. Honestly, like, all, all the guys in the band are, are pretty talented. Like, Mike yeah. Durant is a, is a pretty good backup singer. Like, if you listen to, like, his harmonies and stuff in the song, that's all Mike Durant. His bass playing is, like, I, I would say it's pretty good for, like, a, a punk, you know, bassist. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's pretty solid. Like, he's not just following. I mean, obviously, sometimes he's following Billy Joel, I'm sorry. But, like, he, a, lot, a lot of times he does his own things, man. He's really good at it. And then Trey plays like a monster. Um, Billy Joe, just like you know, he plays pretty normal, but his singing is incredible. Like that band is definitely a really strong, like three-piece band. Like for for the kind of music that they play, it's very good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but like when when a band is good as a three-piece, yeah, like I just I tend to have a lot more respect for them. Yeah, no, because it's sure. like like if you could sound good as a three-piece, it's hard to sound good as a three-piece. Yeah, it is. It's like sometimes like. A three-piece band, like, they can perform well, but it's, like, sometimes, like, the, like, it'll be, like, the bass and drums are good, but the guitar does, doesn't, like, blend in with everything or something, like, like, one small thing like that. Yeah. But, like, bands like Rush, like, when you see them live. They play so tight. Like, it sounds like you're hearing, like, 20 people filling in, like, like, the entire stadium yeah. or whatever. Well, that's because, like, Getty Lee plays with, like, foot pads. He has a keyboard. He plays bass. He has a foot keyboard. That's yeah. what it is. He yeah. has a foot keyboard. Yeah, well, like, he also has regular keyboards. Yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. Like too. Yeah, yeah, insane man. But like, they just like Rush is one of those bands where like they, I think they like all went to school for like music, so they really studied it in Got depth. It. But like, you don't have to do it to like achieve what they achieved. Like yeah. really making your your sound blend really well, and just learning how to fit everything together in a way to make it sound as good as possible. Yeah, I feel, like, I, I feel like there's so many bands that like miss out on that. Yeah, no, for sure. And also, like, you know, Neil Peart was on Rush's first album. He wasn't part of their, like, initial... Uh, yeah, he joined in with their uh, Fly By Night. He's, that's their second album, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That was a good album. Yeah, That's when their music started good, when Neil Peart joined. I mean, the, the first album was still good, but it... Yeah. It, it, the style changed it was, drastically, though. It was a good rock album, period. It wasn't a good yeah. Rush album. It was it was the most it was, it was the, the most standard rock music, but it was good rock music. Don't get me wrong. I, honestly, I think I think um, their first album, sound wise, fits in better with like some of their like very latest albums. I haven't. I don't really know like like style the wise. Their the yeah. latest albums, like they're still very proggy, but they're more straightforward. Yeah. It wasn't like oh like we're gonna do like a do seventeen bars of this riff and then like every time you go through it like take out like like one and a half bars and then like let's add like like two notes to it but then like flip it and like flip the beat like crazy things like that but it's like it was more like straightforward so it's just yeah. like like the beat it's like the riffs are still crazy and stuff like that but it's like the beat is just like very straightforward yeah. very straightforward like structure and stuff like that but their first album sounds a lot like some of their latest albums yeah i mean that's I... kind of weird though like usually <laughs> yeah like so like usually they evolved, but they like regressed. Yeah. yeah, it's like like they evolved and they evolved so much that they went back to what they started yeah. with. 
No, that's true. I mean, I will say, like, off the first album, like, Here Again, What You're Doing, like, those are really good. Like, those songs are really solid. Like, you could play them today. And Working they Man. Still... Working Man, yeah. I think Working Man's a little overrated, but I do respect it because, you know, it's a catchy song, and I like the bridge, but for the most part, I think it's it's too much. I don't know. I, that song is really weird. It's, like, too simple, but not simple at the same time, which I guess kind of describes the later Rush albums you were talking about. Yeah. So, but there's um, a lot of parts and stuff, but, like, overall, like, like if you if you're to... If you were to play it as like a cover band as a three piece, yeah, it would be decently easy to do. Yeah, but playing it the way that they did with like all as many parts as they had in the song, as many yeah. like like synth things, like extra sounds and stuff, like it was a prog album yeah. from a prog band. Yeah, not for sure. Damn. You haven't you haven't talked to them a little bit. Do you have, any, I know, do you have anything else like music here. wise? Yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> just music stuff, honestly. Yeah, I it's mean, just I know been, Green Day, but that's that's where that is. It's just been me and Iggy kind of like ranting. Yeah. yeah. All right, but anything you'd like to add? Any comments, questions, concerns? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Before we wrap this up, is there anything that like that you're doing that you want to like kind of advertise anything that's like you're doing anything like that um yeah actually so um you know taylor that was on the podcast like yeah i think two two episodes ago maybe three um yeah. he uh he and i actually uh are gonna be doing like a little band thing so we'll be playing a little bit in the area doing some covers and i'm, I'm hoping eventually uh to do some of the originals he's been writing because he has been writing originals and they're pretty good he's but... been sending them to me and they're so good, man. They sound so yeah. good. They're they're so good, man. Yeah. He's been send, sending them to me, and um, there's a handful of them that he said he wanted me to like send like a drum track, like a like like yeah. He sent me tracks that had like no drums. He's like, if you want, you can record drums over it. And I I haven't done it yet, but yeah. I, I I want to. Yeah. So I was gonna do that at, at some point. He's done the same for me for like bass tracks. He's like, you want to record bass over it? And I'm like, dude, I don't even have my uh. I don't have my my like recording equipment in my apartment. <laughs> I I've literally I've I've been moved out for like more than a year and I still haven't brought my my stuff. Like there's still some stuff that's still in my parents' house. Like like, yeah, like, yeah. Like a small I just thing. don't I just don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to look for it. But yeah, no. Besides that, I, I've yeah I started uh, that little band with him and his friend who's also called Tyler. So it's me. It's me, Taylor, and Tyler, and um, you know we're three piece. Taylor is going to be singing, um, but we're hoping to eventually get a, a singer. We're literally hoping to just play shows and then just be like, have people come up to us and be like, "Hey, can I sing for you?" So <laughs> it'll be nice. But you know, I think that's a good way. What kind uh, of yeah. music will it be? Um, like I said, it was going to be covers. It's going to be mainly like um, grunge stuff. So yeah, some grunge stuff. We're we're definitely leaning more towards like. Uh, um, like songs, kind of like a, like more alternative music, okay. like more. It's it, you know how like usually with, with Taylor we would always play like a couple songs that are like old as hell crowd pleasers. Yeah, we 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 have a little bit of them, but like they're really good songs, like Stranglehold. So like yeah. I I will never get tired of Stranglehold personally. No, I, I'll I'll forever love that song. Yeah, no, same. But uh, so yeah, we still got Stranglehold. But I would say the 
eighty percent of the rest of the music is like nineties, two thousands, and like a lot of it is like pretty hardcore stuff. Like I think we're doing like we're doing like God That Failed by Metallica. We're gonna be doing like uh, sh- uh what's it called Los Angeles by like Sugar Cole. We're gonna be doing like a, a Mammoth song. You know, oh, we really? saw Mam- Yeah, we are. Um, so we're 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 gonna be doing some like some pretty good music. I would say like you know my taste. But uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I, I really do. I'm I'm pretty excited about this little project and hoping it works out. But definitely, it's one of those things where like all the right pieces have to fall in. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'll definitely be uh keeping up with that stuff. I'll definitely want to come out and see you guys yeah. play sometime. Yeah, the band is. Uh, we actually have a name. So the band is called No Flags to Fly. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's a good name. So and, it's gonna be interesting seeing you guys play with uh, me not being the drummer. Yeah, that's true. That's, so that's, I, like we we were we were playing as a band for like for like four or five years yeah like damn near ever since i've been 18 and i'm 23 because that's that's when i graduated school of rock and i was 18 yeah oh no i graduated when i was 19 but we started the band when i was 18 yeah but, but yeah so but yeah i'll definitely like to come out and like support you guys and stuff like yeah for sure yeah all right all right we're, we're ready out. to wrap this up all right see you everybody see you.